0: I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki Master Teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animal's Eye View podcast. It does seem to me, and perhaps to those of you listening, that currently for humans, we're kind of hanging on with all that we can hang on with, at least some of us, in order to make sure that no changes that we don't necessarily approve of from our own life experience perspective happen. I think that's one of the reasons, clearly, why there's been such a hullabaloo if I can use that word, kerfuffle is another word, which I love words, you guys know that, about removing Civil War monuments and specifically those monuments that honor individuals who most definitely had a part in the very birth and creation of America and at the same time were also slave owners. That kind of dichotomy isn't going to be able to exist any longer, which is why I think there are some of us, I happen to be one of them, who would fully support the removal of any kind of monument, memorial, plaque, I don't really care what it is, that keeps us locked in this wounded place, and to a certain extent, and maybe even more clearly, keeps us from seeing that wound for what it is particularly and specifically. Because as we've talked about before on this podcast, we're not great with our history here in this country. We're not great with throwing all the veils back and all the curtains back and saying, oh my gosh, yes, absolutely, point in fact. There was some time in this country where it was perfectly acceptable for some people to own other human beings. And of course, the lens through which we see history, I think, is always going to be 2020. And at the same time, though, I just don't honestly see a reason for us to hang on to these monuments and these statues and these physical things when clearly we know better. We know better now. (laughs) We've known better for a really, really, really long time. And again, I think it's this kind of... Particular, and if I may, because I'm a member of the same species as you all are, peculiar intention, desire, habit of humans to hang on to what was the past. We're just not really good at letting go of like, oh, well, that's what that once was. And because that was what it once was, Regardless of kind of whether it's good or bad, we kind of want to hang on to it simply because it once was. And I know that certainly as this country has kind of continued to evolve, there most definitely have been times that we have come to a place where. Many of the states, specifically southern states, have said, no, we were not okay with having the Confederate symbol and the Confederate flag, and that symbolism being any part of our current flag. And so they move forward with legislation to, again, sever that tie with the past. Why? Because it no longer serves. All of us collectively. And after all, that's kind of the whole point. There definitely are people, I think, who, and I had conversation with one of them on Facebook um, fairly recently, who perceived that in getting rid of these monuments, these statues to these individuals, that we were attempting to erase history. I know you guys know this, but that simply is impossible. It's simply impossible. And I would also argue that individuals who say, but we have to have these reminders, otherwise we'll forget. That just doesn't really put a whole lot of trust in us in a collective, does it? That's a pretty low bar. That if we think we need to have these symbols of when this war happened in this country, when factions, brother and brother, were actually pitted against each other, over something. And I do believe, and I know there are people who say that it wasn't about slavery. I do perceive that it was about slavery and owning another individual and therefore being able to do whatever we wanted to with them and to them as if they were an object. And that if we're somehow going to forget that that's a bad thing, And I know we've talked about memorials before, and I I promise there is a segue coming in here (laughs) because we're going to be talking about animal totems. I did promise you that in the title of the podcast. But again, I just think that's a pretty low bar that if we think we're somehow going to forget that genocide, that murder of millions of our fellow Beings in human experience is somehow not okay. Then again, I, I don't really hold out much hope for us because you see, as we've talked before, all the other species on the planet, they come into this planet in incarnation with kind of a download of a history of what happened specifically for that species and more so the history of the planet because they are so deeply connected with the planet. They know where all the volcanoes are. They know where all the cracks in the Earth's crust are. They understand about tsunamis. They understand about all of these things that have happened before because they are so intimately tied to the Earth herself and as well to the evolutionary path of the Earth on a soul level. because. Dare I remind you of this too much? Not only do all y'all have a soul, every sentient being on this planet has a soul, and as well, the Earth herself has a soul. And I think it's a particular human thing that we do, that we say, for eons, our species has both vilified and worshipped the other species on our shared planet, and we still do. We see them as somehow receptacles for us, and more so objects, to be somehow hung upon to the wall, cast in bronze, or perhaps carved out of wood. But the moment we do that, we create an us and a them not dissimilar to the Civil War statues and monuments. It creates an us and a them. It is a reminder, yes, there was a point in time that this was not the United States. This was the Confederacy, and this was the Union, and they were at war with each other. And specifically when we talk about animal totems, Historically, it served the purpose to unite a group of humans who would seem to need a purpose for gathering together under an outward sign and with mostly physical attributes as the defining markers. Rather than join with our relatives on this planet, other earthlings in real time, such as during shamanic journeying and things like that. It's as if being one with each other somehow needs to be linked to the physical world and anchored in another being that is of this earth rather than being something that happens, frankly, with each breath that we take, each beat of our hearts together, and without any external symbolism. Because animals don't use other animals as totems. They don't have statues for each other. If wolf wants to connect with eagle, wolf simply connects with eagle. If bear wants to connect with wombat, bear will connect with wombat. There isn't a need for altars or external symbolism that we can somehow elevate out of ourselves and into this other place. Because to animals, that place is available every single moment of every single day. Their connection within the web of nature and with each other is what serves as the outside structure for their own tribe's identity. That's predator or prey, wings or no wings, scales or fur. And yet, even with these categories, all are equal and one is never over the other or put on a pedestal. Their need is mutual for each other, and it's also given without regard. I would also be the first to say, when we're talking about animal totems and power animals and and things of that ilk, that it may happen when you're doing a shamanic journey that an animal does come up more frequently than other animals. I would invite you not to become attached to that, and I would and I would also invite you to not claim that animal as if it were something or someone that belonged to you, because they don't. And moreover, when we claim animals as power animals as animal totems, etc., without knowing it, what you're doing is narrowing. The field of energy into which other animals will feel free to come, because let's face it, everybody always wants to connect with the lion. Everybody always wants to connect with a uh, bear. Everybody always wants to connect with wolf. Everybody always wants to connect with tiger. Not very many people would like to connect with ant eater. Not very many people would like to connect with perhaps a snake or a spider the thing is that when you let them lead they are capable of taking you into places that you cannot possibly imagine in your human experience because you're in human experience and they're in animal experience and they're very different experiences we are here to be of service to each other but when we try to attach on to and again erect a totem, have a power animal, have this like place marker. And I I think to be clear, one of the reasons why we do this is out of fear. I would be the first person to say to you that when you step into journey space, there will be a bit of a moment where you think, okay, hmm, what's the next thing that's going to happen? Because the bottom line is, you're likely not in charge there. And that kind of goes against everything that you have probably been taught in this human experience to date. For me, though, that's the refreshing part of it. For me, it's kind of like when I go camping. For me, camping is such a reset because nothing that I do is the same as what I do when I'm not camping. I eat differently, I sleep differently. I take care of myself physically differently. That's why it's such a mental refreshing thing for me. I would invite you to think about journeying and connecting with all of the animals at your disposal here on this planet and beyond. And based on your intention of what you're asking them about, Let them drive. Let them step into the driver's seat and you kind of slide over into the passenger seat. Who among us does not love to not drive? Raise your hand if you do. I'm raising my hand right now and just gaze with abandon at the passenger window because you don't have to think about where you're going. The only thing that you are concerned with is, oh my gosh, this is lovely. Oh my gosh, I'm not in charge. I don't have to be in charge. This is fabulous. I don't have to be in charge. I don't have to watch the traffic necessarily. I don't even have to, unless I'm asked, know about directions or give directions to the driver. I would invite you to not refer to them as power animals. I would invite you to not claim them as your own personal animal totem. Again, if one of them happens to show up more often than the other, I would still, every single time you step into journey space and as well, if you happen to be walking about in this dimension and you happen to see a number of hawks, you happen to see a number of geese, you happen to see an eagle or two, you happen to see a spider, a snake, fish, whatever that is, I would invite you to not claim it as yours because it's not. And that does not mean That if you see, particularly in this dimension, an animal in the wild who has chosen to make their presence known to you, oh, that's most definitely on purpose. And they most definitely have a message for you. We're also fond of, as humans, saying, well, what does this mean? What does goose mean? What does bear mean? What does stag mean? What does hippopotamus mean? it is so much more relevant to you if you connect with them directly and ask them, how are you? Do you have a message for me? And the thing is that even if you see them out in the wild and you get distracted and you're just like, wow, that was, that was a pretty amazing experience, because there really isn't such a thing as time it's just part of the illusion in the human experience. When you get home, you can still get yourself into a quiet place and you can still connect back with whoever that being was, crow, raven, it doesn't really matter, and say, I saw you today. It seemed like you had a message for me. Can you share that message with me? Because they have collective consciousness, and you may have seen in some of my writing, I use capital, like capital B, bear, capital H, hippopotamus, because that's, that's a collective. Yes, you might have seen an individual raven, but when you connect back with raven, capital R, that collective consciousness is so amazingly brilliant and magical and wise. They know exactly who you are, they see your intention, and they will connect immediately with you and say, yes, you did see one of us, and here's what the message is for you. These are the very beings who purpose, I believe, on this planet, all of these animals. Is that of star beings, no less and no more than you or I are, with enlightened intelligence and in intuition far greater than our own because they are in animal experience and who would love nothing more than to serve alongside us and enjoying the bounties this planet has to offer all earthlings. They don't want to be yours. They don't want to be subjugated. They don't want monuments built to them. What they do want from you is direct connection and communication all of the time. The more you communicate with them openly and outside of your human experience, so that it's just light being to light being, that's when you'll start to see, feel, hear, and know the magic that this very specific animal experience here on this planet is wanting to gift to you in that moment. All you have to do is turn your dial, (laughs) if you will, a little bit away from animal experience and start to think more in terms of earthling. You're an earthling. They're an earthling. The person driving a car sitting next to you in traffic is an earthling. Everybody is an earthling. And energetically, while we have individual soul paths through which we're having experiences down here on this planet, there is a far greater and much deeper river of soul consciousness on a collective level that unites everybody, absolutely everybody. Now more than ever, it's time to drop the pretense of being any less magical than the animal who happens to wander across your field of vision while you're out getting a hike, having a walk, or when you step into journey space. They are you, you are them, and nothing less than that will suffice for your life or theirs. I would invite you to claim your rightful place in the connectedness of all that is so that all the animals can climb down off of those veritable totem poles and become very real partners in energy with you as you move through your life experiences down on this planet together. At least that's how the animals see it. Thanks for listening today. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service via www.lazanflynn.com. Come find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. See you next time.